Hey, it's Akko. And I'm Marcy. And welcome to another episode of the Color Pages Book Club, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. Yes, colorful backgrounds. And yes, so today we're actually continuing our summer short series where Ooh. rather than talking about our typical, you know, novels and things like that, we kind of focus more so on like graphic novels, comic books, plays, things of that sort. Short, short stories, so, perhaps. Yes, <laughs> short stories, you know, all that. So today we're actually going to be talking about a comic book called Dead by Terry Blass, Molly Molden, and Matthew Seeley. Woo! Woo! I'm excited. I do. I think I <laughs> uh, am I? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Good to you. I really like, I uh, was caught off guard and I didn't know what to say. But um, well, speaking of not knowing what to say and being caught off guard, Marcy, I have a question. <laughs> oh my god, girl! I both don't know what to say and I'm caught off guard. Like, what's what's up? It's wild. But so this story begins with a misfit group of tw- tweens, teens you know, coming together, prepubescent and pubescent people coming together in a Scooby-Doo-esque mm. fashion to solve a crime, which had me thinking, if you were in the sort of murder mystery teen novel, how and why would your mystery solving group meet and start solving crimes? Oh, my God. This is actually well, like very well timed because I've been watching a lot of true crime oh. lately, specifically TV ones for my man. Which girl, if you have not watched for my man, what are you doing? You must stop this. St- what did you say? Are people murdering other people for their man? Is that what? Pretty much, or yeah. like it's like their man gets them like caught up in like bullshit. Like they'll uh. be like, you know, like you know, like he had like you know, like a checkered past, but you know, like he can change, and like you know, like I just tried to like get him to change, but then like motherfucker commits like armed robbery, and then like you get caught up as the getaway driver, and then both y'all going away for murder, and it's like, oh my god, like it's just it's wild, and like the stories are just truly just by my god, um, fatal attraction, also sickening. Very much on a true crime binge, so I feel aptly prepared to answer this question. So, okay. So, if I were to have, like, a group of people, hmm, (laughs) I feel like we would have, like, so I I said I was aptly prepared, but actually I'm I'm not (laughs) that prepared. Do you want to hear mine? The only only overlap is that, yeah, I've been watching true crime. Let's hear yours first. (laughs) And then I can, yeah, think and get my life together. (laughs) So, I have two... Two scenarios, right? My first one, thinking about uh, Rika Aoki's kind of after-school program, which I Mm -hmm. throw back Thursday to like a couple of weeks ago with Corey Brapley Rudd. But um, I love this idea of like a bunch of kids, like the breakfast club detention kind of thing thrown together. And then, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like maybe the detention teacher gets kidnapped or murdered, um, you know, and then they have to (laughs) solve the crime. So it's like, you know, there's lots of running through hallways and mm. and going into the janitor's closet and, you know, I don't know, whatever the kids are doing these days in mm. school. Um, and I don't know. It's just like, it seems like a fun little after school program. Like, no one knows what's going on because uh, everyone went home already and we're the only ones here and we're the delinquents, quote unquote, but we're actually going to save the day. So 
I love mm. that little like underdog misfit mystery novel. My other option is like a convenience store, you know, like a bunch of teens working mm. at a convenience store. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, like some person walks in and is like, you'll have to protect me or like whatever it is that happens in like mm. a, a new horror mystery novel. And then they have to like figure it out. Or maybe someone's mm. like frozen in like the, the ice cream section and you're like, how did they get, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So those are my Because that actually happens in real life. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> and like also, how would you not have known that was happening? But those those are my two fun ones. And again, I, I always feel like, or or remember I was thinking about the ice cream truck? Can you imagine like a whole ice cream truck surrounded? Oh my God. What if it was like a bunch of teens who were like moonlighting as mystery solvers, but in the daytime they sold mm-hmm. ice cream around the neighborhoods? And Yo! Then, I like low-key love this story. <laughs> I actually love that. Um, like I love that, and then people would come up with a request, like when they're buying ice cream. So it's like, oh, can uh-huh. I get like a, I don't know, a pop rocket or whatever? And then actually they like slip them, like you know, like someone stole my prized tennis racket, and then they had to like drive around in their ice cream truck, which like doesn't have right. enough space solving crimes. Interesting, interesting. Because I was gonna, so I, so you, you giving your response definitely kind of gave me the inspiration of just yeah, having like a very. Like casual, so like if this, assuming this is like a Scooby Doo type of group, like just ha- like being read very casual. Like I wouldn't want it to be known that we were like low key the ops and like trying to get people got, but it was right. still like you know just trying to make sure that like it's like we were real low key and subtle. So like people like you know hoes were like none the wiser. So with that being the situation, I'm just kind of like I because I was thinking I was like okay, who would I want to be like on my group? And I'm oh, like, like well, I would definitely. I'm like, I would definitely want there to be, like, a fashion designer, like, someone who was, like, really, like, well-versed in fashion so that, like, we could have, like, these, like, disguises that were, like, super casual and, like, we could just, like, you know, or, like, even, like, at night, like, we, like, just wear things that are, like, conducive to, like, a nighttime mm. investigation. Like, just someone who, like, is, like, very much into, like, yeah, just, like, fashion and, like, can use that to, like, help us camouflage or, like, blend in or, Good you know, point. whatever. So I was thinking of that. Um, and I was thinking just, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's like on brand with the show. But like, I don't know, maybe it's like day by day we like, I don't know, work at like a bookstore or something. And then like hoes come in and like, if you know the tea, it's kind of like, okay, like, oh, girl, like we got some mysteries we need y'all to solve. And it's like, okay, like, wait, I we'll love just, this. It's like, so it's like we operate out of like a sort of brick and mortar place that has other employees. So it's just weirdly <laughs> like on payroll, there's five motherfuckers who Teens. are like part of this investigation team, but like the rest of the 20 are actually normal. So it's like, so it's not we're like we're super clockable. Like hoes right. are just like, wait, like. It's like, if you know, you know, but if you don't, you don't. And that's yeah, like but, a, oh, but girl, do you want to buy these books? Because right. I am still on payroll, you know? And it's just kind of like... You know how, like, a bunch of teens will spend their summer, like, sh- shelving books at a library? Mm-hmm. Like, that could very well be the premise of you guys starting up. Or, like, maybe one of you, at least, works at a library shelving mm-hmm. books. And then, like, someone comes in. Maybe they have to do their, like, summer reading assignment. Or, like, someone mm-hmm. else comes in because they're just, like, sick of being out with their friends or whatever. You know, there could be, like, a very misfitty group of people who show up at, like, a mm-hmm. library. I really like this, Marcy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, too, about other casts. And I'm like, I feel like I would want someone who either was, like... I mean, my bias is showing, but either someone that was like a therapist or maybe someone who was like, I don't know, could like read energy or like aura. Someone who just had a very like, like they could catch up on those nuances of like human communication Mm. and sort of like deception and things like that. And like, especially someone who kind of had like an ability to like look at people's auras and stuff. It's like, okay, I can kind of tell when people are being weird or like sort of shysty because it's like. Like, I can literally see it. So like, what's up? Like, I feel like my group wouldn't have like these high power like, oh, like. 
let's pull out our weapons and do it. Like, I feel like it'd just be very like intuitive people who mm. just like together can kind of like come together. Like, I don't know, like do like cool shit. But this, the Scooby-Doo people don't have like superpowers. This is true. That they're is kind true. Of, they're kind of, honestly, they're very under-equipped to do what they're doing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that is fair. And also, like, Freddy being the leader of the group never really made much sense to me. Because I was like, I feel like you don't have, like, like, I know you're being, like, the, you're, like y'all are telling us that, like, Freddy's important. But, like, I feel like. I just I don't know I feel like Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby are really doing the heavy lifting. I, like, I say, just I Daphne feel like they're doing and, the most work yeah. out of everyone, but there's somehow Daphne and Freddie are like seen as the leaders, and I'm confused by that. I just don't That's understand. True. Like I, I feel like those two could have honestly gotten like they <laughs> like I really I feel like Freddie just like pulled behind the mask and be like it was. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. So and so, and I'm like, okay, so Freddie, Freddy. that's your first speaking role of <laughs> Freddy, the episode, we know. and Velma yet we're gonna somehow act as if you did the steps to come to this conclusion. But oh wait, look at the labor of Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby. Oh my God, like you, oh you just assuming all of it. Interesting. Okay, but like I mean, you have this cute orange ascot bitch. But aside from <laughs> that, like, what exactly? You know, like I'm just like I just. I just felt good. I, like, I mean, um, I low key. I this is like a fuego take, but I low key like Freddie. Like, and, and I, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, "Is that a fuego take?" <laughs> but um, <laughs> a fuego take. <laughs> I, I like Freddie and Daphne. I feel like what, <laughs> what I like about what I like about the Scooby Doo gang is I feel like it was 1950s America, but still trying to kind of subvert this idea of like proprietary uh, pr- pr- mm. proprietary oh god but like you know like shaggy and velma are kind of seen as these like nerdy outsiders which in the 50s i think was a bigger deal than it is now i, I don't think shaggy mm-hmm. and velma the talking dog is still a little suspect but i, I don't think velma <laughs> and, and, and and shaggy reads so outsidery now but i, I think in the mm. 1950s they would have read more that way for so for someone to be like oh these teens kind of don't really care about really any social i mean i don't actually know scooby-doo could be from the 70s but i I think this there's this Mm. underlying sense of like a bunch of people who are not the same just being like yeah we hang out together and like because of this thing that we all love which is solving mysteries and you would think that freddie would be like shaggy you're a weirdo and you would think daphne Mm. would be like velma like you're not pretty but actually they're like we didn't we don't think that like i I like to wear this purple dress and Mm. freddie likes his ascot but like we're not judging Velma or Shaggy. We're actually all friends. So That's I don't know. Fair. I, I kind of liked it. I actually think the Scooby Doo esque model. I feel like changing it out with like different characters could be like a fun little. Novel. That's true. Like they have this little caravan that they like take around, and it's just like we're just like fun and like lit and like wear colorful outfits and like right. our sickening. Also, none like, of them. Are that in sounds school. like a great way to spend a summer. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, the dog thing. Everyone should be a little concerned about the talking dog, but they seem to get through it. They seem to power through. So. <laughs> yeah, no one really seems to. And then Scooby has like other, like I guess, family members that are also talking dogs. That I'm just like, so we're just in the, and that are also <laughs> bipedal. And I'm like, wait, so right. is no one? No one's really gonna. No one feels the need. We don't have so, any questions. He just comes from like a lineage of talking dogs, and like no one feels like threatened by like like I feel like as like a human, like the human race, I would be like, oh, girls, if animals can start talking, like right. girl, we're fucked. Like we are not. Like I feel like that. Like I'm like I feel like the revolution was starting. Um, it's like well, the thing about cats, right? I feel like if cats could like talk and stuff, it's a done deal. I think it's a little over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like cats would just be running shit, and like they would just be royalty, and we would just all just bow yeah. to the cats. Which I just, me and cats don't get along. 
But um, me neither. I never like cats. <laughs> Thank but. you. I don't, anyway, wait, 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 we're about to lose all of our subscribers. <laughs> the internet does, loves anything. It's cats. <laughs> but um, it's like boring. They're talking about cats. <laughs> Fuck it. Don't no, care. Like, <laughs> talking about race and racism and homophobia and sexism didn't really do it. But when they started dissing the cats, <laughs> right? The cats. Uh, oh, speaking of which, girl, have you seen Don't Fuck with Cats on Netflix? I haven't. I'm afraid. I don't like Shut things where people. Hurt you need animals. to watch that shit, girl. What'd you say? I don't like when people hurt animals i'm like can we just why why do you gotta yeah that was the the premise was fucked up but the investigation that ensues Mm. truly it was uh, like both impressive but also my god white people will stop at nothing to defend these animals i'm like if we had the same dedication towards ending racism my god where would we be where would we be yeah there's a lot of missing black and brown children yeah so. And it's just people like the mobilization and the it was it was truly. I, it, do you think it was the internet? Like, do you think the internet helped with that mobilization, or do you think it really was the the? Oh, it the was all internet based because like basically people. I guess like like so the protagonist of the documentary, she was like part of this like cat lovers forum on Facebook. Like it was just like a bunch of motherfuckers who like loved cats. They'd be like, bro, like I love cats. Like look at this cat, and I was like, oh my god, girl, a cat, and it's just like this just go on for years, and then I guess one day yeah like they saw this footage of someone like harming these cats i won't necessarily go into detail but basically they were like this is so fucked up like i can't believe someone's doing this like this Mm. is so terrible oh my god and so they like mobilized to try to figure out like who it was based on like what was in their room so there was like they're trying to figure out like who was in the room oh like like, what was in the room like 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 what country were those items shipped from like what was the language of like because there was a song playing there like what language is that like does that mean like they're in that country like what's happening and then like they looked at like there was a for example there was like a vacuum cleaner that was like in the in the corner of the room and they literally found the model of said vacuum cleaner and they said they re- they realized that that vacuum cleaner was only shipped to north america so they're like okay so we have isolated it to this continent it was like it's like the the investigation Ooh. was ridiculous and then the person who like did it kept escalating the violence against these cats and then it eventually oh, like no. kind of spiraled out of control and became an actual like i don't want to spoil it but basically like it and then the person that did all of this shit like it was all so it was were they a serial uh, killer no could have easily become one i see and it was just it was very like this was all so premeditated and you just thought before you even like moved forward that first pawn you had your whole strategy like it was right. just like it was truly the most ridiculous and, and, and like the motive when you find out the motivation behind all of this it's wild it is wild it, and everyone's talking about oh, tiger boy. king but girl i know like don't fuck with cats don't sleep on it it's way better so much better my oh my, oh my god i just Whew, don't get me started like I'm, I'm talking about for my man and don't fuck with cats don't, don't get me started i will literally the whole episode would be like yeah so marcy's thoughts on for my man like i will easily uh, let's just we oh we gotta move on oh my god we must move on because i'm getting too emotional well we can take a, a quick break <laughs> <laughs> I, I i like like light light mystery you know maybe not a murder but like a, a stolen art uh, painting you know okay, so you shouldn't watch don't fuck with cats it, 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 it's murder oh. it, it, it's a lot yeah. it's a lot well, it's all right. What, why don't we take yeah. a quick break? And when we come back, Let's. we will discuss dead weight. Wonderful. And we're back. Yes, we 
So I know we got a little bit off on a tangent with our mystery right. and murder. <laughs> You're talking about cats and shit. What? <laughs> but, the, but the story, Deadway, is about a bunch of teens who go to camp. Uh, it's a weight loss camp. Um, mm-hmm. And it's called Camp Bloom. I guess it's like mm-hmm. puberty, you know. But anyway, um, you know, like caterpillar <laughs> into a butterfly or whatever. Right. So the, yeah. sto- <laughs> the story begins with Jessie, who's a Latinx girl, who's like a newcomer to Camp Bloom. Some people are more... Um, They've been there like a couple of years, but she's never been here before. And honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, Jesse's like, I don't, I don't want to be here. I didn't want to like, go. Really care. <laughs> she was like, I wanted to go to fashion design school, which is someone yep. who wanted to go to one camp and their parents were like, that's not great for your future. Go to this camp. I totally feel her. And also this is like, as oh, cr- oh yeah. yeah. We can talk about that offline. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, so so she's like, I want to go to fashion camp. And their parents are like, no, this is better. So she's here and she's like, okay, I will I will be in this physical location. I will not participate. Right. Um, <laughs> Mentally checked out. Right. And so the other campers, there's Benji and Kate who are both. So Benji's uh, a gay man and Kate is a gay uh, lesbian woman. Oh, mm-hmm. no, they're boys and girls. They're children. And then yeah. there is also... Uh, Noah, who is a straight white guy who goes to Jesse's school, but Jesse has never known him, which is not right. uncommon for high school. <laughs> let's be real; like in high school, like you you'll go back to a reunion, even college or like whatever a graduate school. You'll go back and be like, "We were d- together," and they're like, well, right. "I sat behind you in English," and you're like, "Yes, uh, right." And then there's right. <laughs> and there's Tony, who's like this little black boy who's obsessed with technology, and he's like a little bit nervous. So as far as the counselors are concerned, there's Miss Loretta, who's in charge, Steve, hey. who's second in command, and there's this camp chef Ryan, who also sells candies to kids in secret, which is like <laughs> fine, which but, is girl, girl, right? But like so messy. <laughs> he does it in such a creepy way. He's got like a trench coat. I'm like, well, you could have just put it in a box or a drawer like why, right. why are we opening transcripts anyway and so then there's Ooh, two junior counselors <laughs> um there's cecile and Corey. and Corey used to actually go to the camp um but he now is a counselor and then there's jim who's their like athletic coach and there's also nurse gwen so yeah, and then there's oh yeah there's also lance who isn't lance with cecily yeah like, sorry like, cecily and lance are the two junior counselors yes you're correct yes and then is Corey? Yes, he's a new counselor. Yes, got to get. But he, uh, yeah, but yeah, like you said, he used to go to the camp and everything. So right, and now he's he's like yeah. fit now, and everyone's like, "Oh, Corey's our success story." And you're like, "Okay, um, right, that's great." And like him and Tony have a really close relationship, which you'll find out later. But so mm-hmm. at the beginning of the comic, the kids have to give up their cell phones so they can like focus on the summer and nature and weight loss and blah 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 blah. And that's already right. a bad sign because, as we know, this is a mystery comic. Um, right. so the counselors are like all very creepy too like people will ask questions mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they'll be like what nothing everything's fine here at Camp Bloom and you're like oh god everything is obviously not fine <laughs> like nothing is fine <laughs> right and so we have Gwen, Gwen and she's outside the nurse who's outside smoking and you're like wait this doesn't seem to like align with the camp's health message and of course there's Ryan who's sneaking candy <laughs> to children like it's a drug which is again ridiculous right um, my dude what is happening and so so they all have to give up their phones but jesse like secretly hides hers and doesn't give it up she says that her parents like made her leave it with them when they left but obviously that's not true 
Mm-hmm. So there's like a montage of the different weeks. And it's actually kind of fast. And they kind of just show everyone doing activities. And by the, by the end of the five weeks or four weeks, Jesse's literally like, again, I truly don't want to be here and I don't care. And Which also, the fact that she didn't give a fuck for four weeks straight, my God. I'm like, I, I feel like, like usually there's like a turnaround arc, but she ma- just maintained not. apathy for a right. month. It's <laughs> not a pure petty energy. I, I live. I stand. It's true. And so like, she, she, there has to be tension because so she starts arguing with Benji, who if you guys remember, he's one of the campers. And he's, um, she's kind of like, you're not really or overweight at all. And mm-hmm. Benji's like, yeah, but I'm quote unquote gay fat. And you're like, okay, okay that's okay. Well, that's a, you might have a societal problem. There. And then she's talking to Cecile and Cecile's like, I'm 15, 15 pounds from my goal weight. I'm 15 pounds. She's like, yeah, but you still look good. And then Cecile goes into like creepy face mode again. And you're like, okay, wait, I mean, <laughs> you can both want to lose weight and still be happy with where you are now, but it's like not, on, not, not a camp bloom, I guess. So, yeah. um, so she's like, this is Jesse's like this is a hundred percent too much for me. So she leaves and grabs right. her phone and some secret chocolate, and um, mm-hmm. and she's kind of just hanging out in the woods. And then she runs into Noah, who followed her because he has a little crush, and they're chatting or doing, some, <laughs> you know, you know, being teens, teens in the summer, right, teens like woo, woo camp. And then, but and everything's going well and good, and it's all above board until <laughs> they see Corey, the newest counselor, get stabbed. Stabbed. stabbed y'all and they're like oh no this is like 15 years too old for us so noah and jesse run right. for their lives back to camp and mm-hmm. later noah comes out again with some scooby-doo energy and is like it's time to solve this mystery and jesse's like um we're actually teens and this is actually yep. a camp and i actually Reasonable. just saw a murder so i would yep. i don't want to and so noah's like nope gotta do it gotta solve this crime so he overheard tony <sighs> ask Corey. Oh, ask where Corey was from Loretta, who's the head um, counselor. And Corey, if you remember, was who got mm-hmm. murdered. But he and Tony also were very close. So Tony actually was working with Corey a lot over the summer. And like he, he was really helping him kind of just with everything, I think, just holistically. And mm-hmm. Loretta says that, oh, you know, Tony, le- uh, Corey left for a family emergency, which which Noah's like, uh, um, yeah, if the family emergency is that he was murdered. Murdered. <laughs> so he tells Kate, um, because Kate's like always hanging out in the woods and she really likes it there. And so he, he's like, okay, Kate is like really, you know, wood savvy. And Tony needs to know because, you know, he has a close relationship and mm-hmm. maybe they'll want to help solve this mystery. Then he goes back mm-hmm. to Jesse. Noah goes back to Jesse and he's like, hey, I got another two members for our crew. And Jesse's like, I, I feel like I didn't make a crew and I actually <laughs> didn't want to be a part of one. And he's like, right, but we've got to do this together. And she's like, I tacitly agree because I'm here in the proximity with all of you again. Right. Like- um, but also Jesse's <laughs> phone has a picture of what happens. And so she's kind of like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm in. But they know from the picture on her phone that it has to be one of the counselors who murdered Corey because they're wearing one of the counselor bandanas, which, mm, right. rookie mistake murder. You know, don't, you can't, you gotta. That, you, like, don't wear identifying pieces right. of clothing. That's just all very silly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes. Okay, so, again, so there's like a million people. So before I go into what happens next, let's just recap who the cast of characters is. So we got Jesse, Noah, Tony, and Kate. So they're four campers who are about to solve this mystery, trying to figure out who killed Corey, one of the counselors. And so the motherfuckers who are up for consideration include Loretta, who's, uh, like Akko said, the, the main person in charge of the camp. There's Steve, who's her, who's her second in command. The, the camp chef, Ryan, who, like, 
is weird and sells like candy to children. And then there's Lance, which would Cicely. be fine if he didn't do it in a trench coat. <laughs> Sorry, right? Like it's just it's just creepy. It's like why do you have a trench? <laughs> so, so there's Lance, Cecily, Jim, who's like athlete, like the athletic coach, and then Gwen, who's the nurse. So in yes. total, there's like seven people who are being considered at this moment. So boom. So they start with Loretta because basically, you know, like Tony asked like, oh, like, where's Corey? And Loretta was like, oh, girl, like uh, he had a family emergency. And they're like, that seems suspicious. Um, So we're going to just investigate you first. And so basically they're like, okay, so we need to sneak into Loretta's office because apparently there's like a note saying that like, you know, because Loretta has said like, oh, like he left a note saying that, you know, he had a family emergency, had to leave. So they're like, okay, we need to find this note in her office. So they go to her office. And they find some interesting things. So while they're there, there's like some weird shit, like documents that like have something to do with Nurse Gwen. So basically it was something about like her nursing credentials. Like she had, I guess, gotten like, like had been educated in like another country. And so like they're trying to figure out like her credentials and I guess like do the weird American like conversion process. Um, And so it was like unclear if she was like currently a credentialed nurse in the like per the U.S. standards. So that was like a whole thing. And then there was something about like this like weight loss drug, which kind of wasn't really much of a plot point um it was just like Honestly. a police report that was like oh like the weight loss drug and we're like anything more about that and the police report was like no girl and i'm like okay cool um <laughs> so that was so that was nurse gwen and then there was a love letter to loretta from steve um that was wild. this motherfucker talking about oh girl roses are red violets are blue bitch i'm into you like oh my god <laughs> he was literally like going like it had all these love letters yeah. where he was like oh my god i like love you loretta so they're like oh my god wait is like uh, loretta steve is that like a thing like what's going on and so, and then they also find some receipts that the camp is going under because basically some of the parents are like pissed because they're like, well, um, a lot of the camp counselors are themselves overweight. So like, how does that work exactly? It, like, it, like, they're just like, wait, like, we don't, mm, we don't like this. So like some of the, so there's like some like tension, I guess, between yeah. staff and like parents. Which is, by the way, ridiculous because if, uh, if you're going to a camp for something, it would actually be nice to have someone who an adult version of you who like moves to the world in that fashion to, to be someone exactly. to talk to you and, and give you like healthy tips on how to live as opposed to someone who's maybe never had your experience kind of dictating how you should, you know what I mean? It, it makes perfect right. sense that people who are plus side would have a plus size camp. Like that, that's fine. Right. Although I exactly. kind of wish this story just took place at not a weight loss camp to be honest, but sorry, I've interrupted. <laughs> no, like, actually, I actually agree, but we will, yes, we will punt that to discussion. But I actually totally agree, because, yeah, like, people like Jim, for example, he's, like, super, like, I'm fit, I'm Jim, I'm super athletic, I'm fit, like, mm-mm-mm. and it's just kind of like, you were all the gross things. Um. So anyway, so basically, after going through the office, they're like, oh, girl, Gwen, with these, like, weird documents, and this, like, whole, she may not be a nurse thing, and, like... Steve with these love letters, girl, this is all looking a little suspect. These motherfuckers aren't a list next. So at this point, they kind of cross Loretta off the list because they're like, okay, we haven't found anything damning of her. Let's move on to Gwen and Steve. So the next day, they're like at breakfast, just like placidly eating. And Loretta barges in and she's like, bro, like motherfuckers came into my office. And I know because someone was like on Tumblr and they like forgot to close out of it completely. And so then people were looking at Tony because Tony went with them and was like on Tumblr, I guess. And they're like, Tony, bro, like... Bro, come on. Like, right. Like, you had one job, like, Tony. <laughs> like, 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 I know you love technology, girl, but come on. Like, it's a whole murder. Rebe- 
They did take their anyway. phones though, and they don't have a laptop. Anyway, this is true. So it's like it's like you don't have many options. But it's just kind of like Tony. If all like is is a murder mystery <laughs> time to be on Tumblr? I feel it is not. But okay, girl. So at this point, they're like, okay, cool. So we need to investigate Gwen and Steve. And so the teams. So basically, so they break into two teams. So Kate, no, sorry, Jesse and Noah investigate Gwen. And Tony and Kate investigate Steve. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of people, but, but I'm, I'm going to try to keep us all on board. So basically, so we'll kind of just break it up, I guess. So so when Jesse and Noah went to go investigate Steve, pretty much with all of them, actually, like they just had the chance to kind of like further talk to each other and mm-hmm. like, you know, do some character development. And so you kind of find out that, you know, Jesse, she sort of is like conflicted being at the camp. One, because like it doesn't really align with her, with her interests, but also on top of that, like, she doesn't even really, really like she looks at her body she doesn't necessarily look at her body as like a negative thing per se like she was just saying that like you know with her family and her culture like people like like to be called fat isn't like a that's not like an insulting biting thing it's just kind of like oh like you're just like like your body just looks like this like it's not like it's not like a judgmental like you shouldn't look like this kind of thing i guess and so she was kind of she was like yeah it's just weird being in a camp where there's like so much shame when it's like you know i just it, i don't think it has to be that serious which honestly jesse say and then, you know, Tony and Kate get to talking and Tony's talking about how his family, like, you know, they, a lot of them are just like, just don't eat health, like, you know, healthily. And he wants to like break sort of like these, like, I guess, health related cycles. Kate talks about how she experiences sort of like body shaming and homophobia at the same time. So, you know, like it's like, know the characters, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. And it definitely so, it shows that people would go to this camp for different reasons. Some of those reasons exactly. being they didn't want to go. But <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, but there's different exactly. reasons for each person. So back to the investigation. So so Jesse and Noah, I guess like so they're like spying on Gwen and Gwen has this weird like rock and roll boyfriend that like picks her up and he's like, I'm here to pick you up because it's Friday and we always go out on Fridays because, you know, weekly on Fridays, we do things on Fridays. And they were like, the murder happened on Friday. So they were like, I guess I guess Gwen is not the one because she and rock and roll boyfriend go out on Fridays because they do Friday things on Friday. And so like they're like, Gwen, off the list. So now Kate and Tony, Kate and Tony had like come up with this whole plan to like get into Steve's office. Kate distracts Steve and was like, "Hey, um, Loretta." He's like, "Up, oh, Loretta. That's all. I, that, that's all I had to hear. In love with her. But what, what Loretta says. So like, she's able to like lure Tony, like Steve out the office. Tony breaks into Steve's office and finds like his like agenda, I guess. And so he found out that like on the Friday in question, like I guess um, Steve had an alibi, but Jim, the athletic coach, Corey, now deceased, and Ryan, the creepy chef who sells candy, were all up for promotions. And so he's like, "Okay, so Jim and Ryan on the list next." to investigate because they were like okay so steve has an alibi but what about these motherfuckers so the next day they like all roll up to ryan while he's like making lunch and he's like they're like hey um we have some things to talk to you about like um do you want to like talk about some shit and he was like oh girl i actually have tea come back in like an hour and i got you so they leave, come back for an hour, and then Ryan is murdered. And murdered. there are cigarettes. Right, murdered. <laughs> and so then there are cigarettes and a whistle, which are important for two reasons. So one, so there was a scene earlier in the book where, I'm like getting so into this. So, boom. So there was, so Nurse Gwen was seen smoking like by Corey, and they had this whole back and forth thing. Kate also saw it, and so she was like, oh, girl, these cigarettes might be Gwen. Also, That's Jim, good. the athletic coach, also had a like, hella whistle. So they're like, oh, girl, is it like... What's what's the tea? Like, why are both y'all shit planted here? This ain't looking good. So they call police, which at this point should have happened much earlier, but whatever. 
So they call the police. The police start their whole investigation. Um, they ask, you know, Loretta to see her letters and blah, 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 blah. They, like, basically just trying to, like, see what's going on. And so they're like, okay, girl, everyone needs to be on lockdown because there's clearly someone murdering motherfuckers at the camp. And girl, what the fuck? And then the camp counselors are like, oh, but today's 4th of July and we have like a fa- like a fireworks celebration and like the kids look forward to it and we need to like have fireworks, right. like fireworks. And they're like, it feels like a subplot. Now I'm like, how did they're this? They're like, <laughs> I-, I feel like the kids' safety is better. And they're like, okay, well, our bandwidth right now, like we wouldn't be able to supervise all the kids at the same time. Like there's like more camp bunks than there are or i guess camp cabins than there are counselors so like there would be times where like kids would be unsupervised so we need to have them all in the same place so at the very Mm. least we can look at them all together so i guess the cops are like okay i guess that's like a good enough reason whatever and so jesse and friends are like bro fuck this like we got to figure out what the fuck is going on like this is all a mess so they're like okay so right now it looks like gwen did it with the cigarettes and jim might have done it with the whistle so they're like okay boom who can talk to first someone with a whistle but anyway yeah it's just like jim always carried a whistle so they're like why would his whistle be next to a dead body like that just seemed like did he drop it like what happened so they're like okay cool so let's just go investigate jim so they go to jim (laughs) so they go to jim's cabin and then but jim is in the cabin with lance which mind you lance and cecily dating hasn't really come up because really wasn't that relevant no shade but anyway jim and lance are dating and then them 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 motherfuckers make out so everyone is like standing like like me benji kate there was like this deer that was really symbolic the entire tale all of us are like yes god oh, yes we ship it but it was also kind of like lance did kind of come out of nowhere it was like girl i feel like this this wasn't really that much build up but anyway so basically so they start making out jesse's ass is like oh my god and so like lance and um jim overhear her and they're like oh my god what was that and then like lance says something to the effect of like oh my god like i'm worried that like you know she might have seen what we've done so i guess the group interprets that as like oh like they both did it they're both murderers which seems like kind of a reach but whatever so they're going to tell the cops they're like okay so jim and lance did it boom we figured out the mystery girl we're good so they run into cecily and they're like, oh, my God, girl, like, we found the tea. Like, oh, my God, like, we know who did it. And so, like, Cecily's like, oh, I'll take you to the police. But then she actually tries to, like, lead them into the woods and, like, pulls out a knife. And she's like, y'all have to die because, like, y'all know too much. And, like, da 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 So Cecily's the one who's been killing people. And here's yeah. why. So here's the tea. So. <clears throat> So Lance, is, so Lance and Cecily met at this camp like a couple years ago. And so they became really close friends and like basically they got like really close and they never actually became like an item because Lance was like, oh, Cecily, like once you reach your actual dream weight, we can like actually date each other. So they were dating, but not really. Like it was kind of like, oh, they're dating, but like Lance wouldn't claim her until she reached like a weight that he approved of, which, oh, my God. Yeah. But we'll leave save that for the discussion section. So, so Cecily's like, okay, like I'm going to lose this weight, like boop, boop, boop. And then like, she kind of develops some like disordered eating patterns and like, it's a lot. But basically she, I guess earlier in the camp, like that same like summer, like she ran into Jim and Lance kissing and she was like, Jim has to die. And so Jim and Lance, what they would do is that they would go into like the forest and like they would stagger it. So like Jim would walk in, Lance would walk in five minutes later, Lance leaves, Jim walks out five minutes later. So like, so it was kind of like, okay, like you wouldn't clock it like the two of them walking in together. And so basically she was like, okay, so once they go into the forest, I'm going to sneak in. And then when Jim is, so Lance is going to leave first. When Jim's leaving, I'm going to stab Jim. We good. So she's waiting and she was, she's lying in wait. And I guess at this point, so earlier in the book, like when Corey had been stabbed, I guess what had happened was he was running at night, which what, what? But anyway, he was running at night and 
I guess when he was running, Jim and Lance heard him, so they already left the force together. And so I guess, so Cecily wasn't looking at them, but she knew that they were there, so she heard someone running towards her, and so she just assumed it was Jim, which just seemed really reckless, but whatever. So she, like, goes out and kills Corey just on the spot. And she's like, fuck, oh my god. So she, like, gets rid of the body, and then she's, like, walking back to her cabin at, like, 5 a.m. after all of this, and then Ryan sees her on a porch and is like, hey, what's up? And she's like nothing and she's like this bitch knows too much he knows too much he knows too much he has to die so no so cecily saw um ryan and the investigators like by the investigators i mean like jesse and friends talking to each other and so she was like oh my god he knows the tea like he's gonna spill it bitch he has to die so she kills ryan and then she plants cigarettes and a whistle there to make seem like gwen and jim did it and Mm -hmm. even like with um with Corey's letter, like she just hastily wrote some bullshit and just left it in Loretta's office. Like, so she was basically trying to like, she Cover killed two tracks. people and tried to frame other hoes for it. Yep. And so then at this point she tries to like kill Noah, but then like Kate has a knife and like throws it in her direction. It distracts her. They're able to like tackle her, like kind of like restrain her until the police get there. So she gets arrested. And then the story resolves with like, you know, people just talking and they were like, Oh, you know, like this is a great summer. You know, we had to end it early because of the murders. But um, let's yeah. all hang out next summer, girl. Then, like, oh, my God, school's starting, bitch. Like, yes, God. Like, woo. And I'm just like, this uh, all just seems very cavalier given, like, two people died. Yeah. And we're just making casual summer plans for brunch. Like, I just don't. It just seems, the tone just seems not the most sensitive. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, like, during during that, like, it's revealed that Kate is like rich as fuck. And then also that like Jesse and Noah like might be like a thing. Like they like, you know, they like go to the same school. So they're like going to like hang out. And it's like, Oh, like I'm like, Noah was like, Oh, do you want to hang out when we go back to school? And then Jesse was like, no. And then Noah was like, Oh my God. And then she was like, I want to hang out way sooner. And they're like walking underneath the camp bloom sign. And it's like, Oh my God, budding love. <laughs> so that's how it the story ends. goes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it was bundles of tea, bundles of bullshit, and we have bundles of discussion. So we're Ooh. gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna go into all our feelings and thoughts. Cause who, girl? And we're back. Woo. So, oh, I, I was like, are you going to say... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so, sorry, y'all. I was there, like, just like, oh, my God, girl, so, boom, here's the tea. Okay, oh, oh, and then Lance is, oh, Lance and Jim, like, oh, oh, my God. Like, it's, I was just giving y'all a lot, so uh, that was real high energy. So, like, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm just here for the bullshit, so, you know, here here it's I am. It's fun. Um, it's like a fun summer comedy. I don't know. It's, right. it's just lighthearted. <laughs> I, well, we'll talk about it. I, I actually, I like... I really like uh, the concept of this book. I I don't I don't love that it's at a weight loss camp. I think you could have just had plus mm. size kids at just a camp solving a mystery. I think that would yes. be fine. The only reason I say that is because well, one I don't I don't think being plus size has has to revolve around a, a waste weight loss narrative. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, I feel like nothing about the weight loss camp really added to the plot. So like, if there had been like something yeah. where the unapproved drug was like actually making people mind controlled, or there was like actually the weight loss was from you know Gwen's like mm. license had something to do with it, or you know if if the mystery had revolved around sort of a narrative like that, I could see why you know you know right. then then it it makes sense, but it, it didn't really. So I kind of was like, eh, this could have just been it. 
at any camp. Um, I really right. liked how the characters were animated, though. I, I thought they were drawn really, like, uh, I, first of all, I'm just a sucker for well-illustrated things, but I thought this was well-illustrated. Mm-hmm. And then people tend oh, to make a, like, a... beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I, I don't know. I think t- people tend to make a joke out of out of plus-size bodies, and that's not really where this animation is, which I, I think I really appreciate. It's, it's just very well-drawn and, and quite, you know, a- a- accurate. They're cartoons. It's not accurate, but it's, like, it's not... Mm-hmm. Um, What's the word like the derogatory? Sure. Anyway, so yeah, I like that about the story. I did feel like it was a bit rushed, and mm. I, I kind of wish if they were gonna do camp, not not camp, but like campy. I, I wish they had gone full camp. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's kind of a, there's some weird tonal things where you're like, wait, if people are getting murdered, you know what I mean? So you there's almost like already a level of like seriousness, but then everyone's mm. very casual and kind of like. I was on my toes. Yes. You're like, that doesn't make any sense, you guys. That's why it's like, if that's why, you know, in Scooby-Doo, people usually don't get murdered because it's too high a level of seriousness to do something mm. silly. You know what I mean? Um, right. so, so if someone had gone missing or like, yeah, I don't know. And not even missing is not great, but like usually you can come back from being missing in like, exactly. a story like this. But, um, yeah, so just and 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 if you are going to do murder in, in a mystery campy novel, you can, but I think you really have to kind of, you know what I mean? Be real, like over the top with it. Otherwise, it's like, wait, this tone is very strange. Yeah, I, I wish it was. I, I would have liked. Um, maybe, maybe there'll be more of these comics and be more drawn out. Because I was like, the character. <laughs> you know how you you love a good origin story when when characters come together. But I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't. You know, you 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 want that part to be really strong because it kind of. Well, maybe not, because I'm thinking about Scooby-Doo. You don't. I think you either want them all to already just be a group or you have to have like a really charismatic reason for them all coming together, you know? Got you. Yeah. That's why. What about you? What did you think? So I actually echo a lot of what you said. I think for me, the biggest thing was definitely the tone was really it was I was having a hard time piecing it together because it just felt very like, like you said, just very casual. Like they literally not only it's not like, okay, not to say that this would be any better necessarily, but it was like, y'all literally saw him die. Like, like y'all saw this happen with Corey. And like, it was just like, like they likened it to like a game, honestly. Like, and I remember there was literally one point they were like, "Oh my god, this sounds like Clue." It's like, "Oh my god, we don't have a game board, but we have a camp map." And I'm like, "Y'all are weirdly like into this and want to just like solve the mystery." And like, "Woo!" And it's just kind of like, "Okay, but like someone died." And also that's traumatic. That's really traumatic. So like, I'm confused as to why. Like, it, yeah. it, I, I guess to me, it, it didn't seem like they did a good enough job of justifying why it was that the four of them specifically had to solve it because they're like oh you know like we don't have cell phone signal like it would be hard like it'd be hard to like get in touch with police and i'm like but you know who could get in touch with police probably one of the camp counselors you know like it's just kind of like i just don't see why y'all felt like the four of you individually specifically had to do this like it just seemed unnecessary and i guess they were also like oh we can't trust the counselors so we can't like we have to solve it ourselves but it just seemed like oh i i don't know it just seemed like not a firm enough foundation for me to buy this to which they were putting themselves at risk and at danger for this. Um, and it also just seemed like they just move on from things very easily. Um, and it's just kind of like, y'all don't really seem to, especially with Tony, it was just like, it's like you and Corey were apparently like really good friends and like, Yes, he was devastated when he found out, but he, it kind of just moved on from there. Like, you're checking Tumblr when you're, you know, like, it just yeah. seemed like, what yeah. is happening? It's like, 
you're not no one it's like y'all forgot what happened in a weird way like y'all are trying to just like solve a puzzle but like people two people died like what is happening here um yes i think that the tone was like definitely probably the thing that was most jarring for me i was just kind of like what is this um but i would definitely agree with you in terms of the animation i felt like the way it was drawn was just like so well shaded like the colors were vibrant like the characters were like very expressive and like i i also agree too that the whole weight loss premise was kind of like okay like y'all like I think you also could have just been like, oh, we have a summer camp and everyone's bodies were the same. I don't think you like, you don't need to necessarily justify or qualify why you have like these kinds of bodies in a space. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you don't need, like, you don't need to qualify that. They can just be at camp enjoying camp. This could just as easily have been like a, like a fashion camp or whatever camp. And like, you just have like plus size bodies, you know, like it just, it doesn't. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of my, I guess the biggest thing I will say, I think in terms of, Cecily I thought it was interesting kind of like her intersection of like yeah like she had like very poor like body image and then like that kind of intersected with like this romantic desperation towards Lance mm. and like and like kind of made her willing to sort of like do anything and it's kind of like okay like that's like like you're like sort of having a conversation but like not really yeah, and it's kind point. of like and the thing is like it's interesting because i'm like i feel like the camp a camp like camp bloom like like that you know like on the surface tried to be i guess more inclusive and all of that it's like i feel like being in a place like camp bloom could have hopefully have i don't know like really checked some of these like internal lies like you know like negative like images or like negative interpretations of like you know your body and all of that like like i would have hoped that like a place like this could have like helped assuage this for you but it seemed like it didn't and if anything was exacerbated by lance who kind of was like this gross like oh you need to like like i lost all this weight like you need to lose all this weight and i feel like that's something that it's like i don't know i feel like that was kind of like it's like even though the representation i think was like it was fine in this book like you know like it was like racially diverse like diverse in terms of like sexuality whatever whatever but it was just kind of like I feel like it did kind of play in this sort of like vapid, like gay man stereotype of like, oh, like, you know, we're just all about like our bodies and we're all just like super fit and we all just like, da 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 and like, this is all we care about. Like, you know, just like this kind of vanity that I'm like, mm, it just seemed like, I don't know, like they kind of played into that. And I was kind of just like, like, even with Benji, it was just kind of like, oh, but you know, like I'm gay fat, whatever. And I'm just kind of like, oh, like, yeah. it's nice to see teens who were out. Like, it's nice to see young people who are like, I guess presumably in high school or so like you know being out and comfortable in their identities but also like that doesn't mean you have to adopt the toxic the like the toxicity of these communities like you don't have to like absorb that as well like yeah. you know like you, you can have a queer becoming but also not align yourself to this mm. bullshit you know like it's just so it's just kind of like i just felt like i don't know it kind of played into those stereotypes a little bit and i was like okay girl like think, okay you, so like lance and jim are just both hot and like lance is <laughs> misogynistic i don't know it's just like oh oh sorry what I was gonna say? Say, kate does kind of tweak that a little bit in that like she finds her becoming but more for for being in the woods as opposed to like the actual mm. camp itself i will say that um i think again i i really think i know that sounds crazy but i think it's a tone issue because again if this had been like a huge mm. satire then all these statements would have been like oh this is like you know, because the point of satire is to exaggerate something to kind of show shine a light on things we do every day that are actually mm-hmm. ridiculous. So I, I think if it's like, if you made this like a whole satire where there's like weight loss, you know, chocolate bars that actually are mind control, you know what I mean? Then it's like, oh, wait, it flips the whole idea of mm-hmm. this camp on its head and kind of like makes us wonder why we're doing this in the first place. And, and then you have all these 
different characters who have their different motivations and, and them being in the story. And this kind of murder mystery could then be used as like a really interesting story p- plot to, to sort of, you know, mm. sh- shine light on on different aspects of our society. But the the tone doesn't quite go satirical enough and it doesn't quite go serious enough. So then you're yeah. just kind of stuck in this, yeah. I don't know, um, cavern in between. Uh, yeah, so I think that, I, I honestly think, I was like, that's the, pr- there's a lot of really good stuff left on the cutting room floor, I would say here. Um, yeah, which is hard. Yeah. I, I think comics are, are hard to, to get to get the pacing but yeah that's that's what i found i was just like there's a lot there's something here it's just not all the way there uh, yeah. yeah and it's like i'm not sure if it just needs more time or what exactly i mean there was a whole there was a like a cohesive start to finish like narrative mm-hmm. like that happened but it was just it, it just felt like I don't know. I guess, like, even for example, like the scenes with like you know uh, Jesse and Noah, and then like Tony and Kate, like respectively. It was just kind of like okay, yeah, exposition dump. Y'all are having these like, there's like y'all are talking. Exa- it was like it was very much you just dumped all this stuff, and then you just kind of like inconsequentially moved forward. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was kind of like okay, we like did the character development thing, and now we're moving forward. You yeah. know, like it's just kind of like, oh, but like I feel like I don't know, like, this could have. I don't know. It just it just felt too. Rushed. Or even if, for example, if like had they been spread out, like say like Jesse and Noah had this moment at one point, and then like yeah, maybe like down the line, like Kate and Tony had it. It's like you could have like fl- it, it could have felt more. Um, like you could have just fleshed out a little bit more, and like there would just been more like okay, it, it wouldn't seem like okay, everyone's having this like obligatory like character arc thing right <laughs> right at the exact point. same time you know, it just felt like what the fuck i feel like if, if uh, it's hard because maybe you you write one comic and you don't know if it's gonna get picked up but like maybe, maybe like over mm. over time like more than one episode or something i i don't know mm. yeah and yeah and, and ultimately i mean this again if you if you look at it sort of as, as like a more casual read just something to do like that like you know it's just sort of like easy to follow yeah, interesting like kind of keeps you going certainly it's like a fun it's a fun read like it's a fun like it's not you know it, it's just fun yeah um but there are definitely some things where sometimes you're just kind of like oh girl what is uh what is happening um i did think the thing with jesse and noah cute but i was also kind of just like nah, i don't know i think i don't know maybe i'm just biased yeah. but i'm just like did Noah really have to be this love interest? Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I think also, too, like, so at the time of this recording, I watched, um, this is really, it's kind of an aside, but, like, I watched Bring It On yesterday, that cheerleading movie, oh, yeah. which has not aged well. Oh, my God. Imagine. Oh, my God. I wa- Yikes. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't know why I put myself through that, but I remember even watching that, and it was, like, uh, Kirsten Dunst's character had, like, a like a love interest in like the brother of like the newest cheerleader and like it was all just very forced and like I don't even like this bitch like why is he here like he's literally adding nothing like it's just like it's so trite at this point it just it, not to say it was like th- like this was to the same extent as that but it was just kind of like no this was pretty I feel like y'all could have just like been it friends. wasn't really that <laughs> developed I was like we didn't really need like, it, like y'all could have just like been like oh we go to the same school like we're like good friends like let's like hang out like it could have easily just been like oh let's just like hang out like we like you know should be friends because yeah. like we like went through this like I don't it just I just feel like friendship just doesn't get enough <laughs> yeah time and <laughs> anything doesn't. I agree I also I I liked the part with Sicily and um kind of this like underlying body I- I- issue and how that the camp kind of added to that and this you know wanting love of course because we all do and then kind of a- mm-hmm. attributing her weight loss to that and, and that kind of being a motivation and I thought that was very nuanced. 
And but I wanted it to be more fleshed out. I wanted to know why mm. Lance had and her had because it seemed at the very end that they had been friends, but things had gotten complicated. You know, what I mean, I just I would have liked to know right. what exactly happened <laughs> instead of just like Cicely mm. saw Jim and Lance and then murdered Jim. You're like, whoa, murder is an escalation here. You know, most murder, <laughs> murder. Girl. Most people just break up. You know. <laughs> Um, and so and yeah I, I don't know i feel like that sometimes it's nice to see how the villains got to where they to, a villain is strong right but yeah i think that also kind of made it hard because and i, I think the, sh- the movie i'm sorry the comic wanted to be very like oh red herring oh you think it's this person you think it's that person and it's like actually it's this person mm. and you're like okay fair that's fun you know everyone loves a good red herring but you gotta right <laughs> you gotta show us how the other one happened too you know so Exactly. And it, it felt like, and, it, and I think it very much became about like, it was like Cecily like snapped and she just like lost it. And it's just kind of like, okay, like we're making it about like, I don't know, her ascension into this more like dramatic and violent behavior but also we're not really going to acknowledge that like lance literally was like you will be good enough when your weight is this that is fucked up you can that is horrible and so it was just like that just goes i guess unexamined like we're just not gonna address that i guess um so i was just like this is mm, 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 whatever Mm, it's fine anyway so you know Cute for a summer read. Definitely interesting. Definitely entertaining. Definitely has some good, cute representation. And like, while there are critiques to be had, obviously, case in point, this whole conversation, they're all. It's also like, it is like cohesive. Yeah, it's, fun. it's fun. Like, it, it, it's cute. And and ultimately, I would still recommend it. Like, it's like it's a cute narrative, but it's oh, just yeah. kind of like you're reading. You're like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> this is wild. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fine read. I mean, it, it's not my favorite, but I definitely, definitely like the plot points. I definitely think it's a cool idea. Um, just the mystery. I, you know, yeah, I, look, I love a good mystery, a little light camp. And also the camp setting, like, tea, I don't know. It's mm. just a fun concept. Um, would I recommend it? Yeah, sure. Like, it's it's not, it's a comic. It's not that bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, right, it's fun. So... But yeah, I think that's yes. pretty much it for this episode. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That, I, I would I would agree. But if y'all would like to follow up with us, um, we have a Twitter at the Colored Pages. We also have an email address at thesecoloredpages at gmail.com. We have a website at thesecoloredpages.com. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, ask us any questions. If you lived for dead weight and you're like these what what right <laughs> y'all know Check nothing on any of those channels oh oh um <laughs> so we also funny enough have more recently an instagram yeah and you can find us by searching cpbc pod or just searching colored pages book club and you should be able to locate us we'll also have a link to it in the show notes um because you know Akko and i are trying to be on social media like so yeah so definitely check that out for some cute visuals and some like just additional content to sink your teeth into also we're still doing our thing if we get to 25 ratings and reviews we'll be releasing a bonus episode episode zero of octavia butler's book of martha so please do go on to apple podcast leave us a review or a rating and once we get to 25 we'll be releasing that at the time of this recording we have 18 so girl we're met like just seven more literally free content free gratis so i I, I just you know i just feel so yes but um aside from all of that i don't know what mood this is that i'm in right now (laughs) 
kind of here for it. Don't know what's happening. Um, hey, you're just happy. <laughs> but anyway, Akko, <laughs> did you have anything you wanted to leave our listeners with before we head out? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, just until we see you guys again. Just remember to stay, stay colorful. colorful.